With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. Yesterday, I wrote, just for the fun of it, 10 ideas for reality shows. And some of them are ridiculous, which, by the way, I'm not afraid to share any idea because ideas are abundant. Never feel scarce about your ideas. Uh, I never feel like, oh, I can't tell anybody... So I, but, I, but I just I just want to interrupt the interrupter in chief. But have there been an instance where like you had an idea and then you were like, shoot, that was my idea. Yeah, and, yeah. And this person did it, and I told them, and they're making millions of dollars. I never care. Like for instance, now this idea I planned on purpose for it to be bad. Okay. Um, but I wanted to go extreme, um, as, as, on the bad and the humiliation, <laughs> but. I think people would watch this in a fantasy parallel universe where this could right. be a show. So it's uh, billionaires defecating. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, imagine just turning on the channel and, like, your favorite billionaire is, you're just simply watching them taking a shit. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're stretching here, but that's gross. a bad idea. It's gross. Yes. <laughs> gross, just for the record. Bad ideas are okay, but you can't, you can't, cheap ideas are not okay. Yeah. Like, you can't just take the easy way out to fill up the 10 ideas. Are you ready? Yeah, Delta's ready when you are. So everyone's always asking me, you know, I write down these 10 ideas a day. And and I always tell people, write down 10 bad ideas a day. Cause And people say, why not write down 10 good ideas a day? Well, it's impossible to write down 10 good ideas a day. People say ideas are a dime a dozen, but good ideas may be, for all I know, one in a million. But you have to, every day, exercise that idea muscle and when the idea muscle is like an idea machine, that's when you finally start having good ideas. And people also ask me, do you look back over your old ideas? And I say very rarely because, again, the point is, like, I don't watch a videotape of me at the gym. You just got to go to the gym the next day if you want to exercise. Like, watching a videotape of yesterday's uh, exercise won't make you stronger. By the way, I never go to the gym. But uh, uh, so I just wanted to share uh, an idea list I had recently, uh, and I would say probably almost every idea on here is bad. And there might be some good ideas or some elements of a good idea inside an idea, but then you you sort of, you know, it's sort of like inspiration will tell you the next day, oh, let's flesh this idea out a little bit more. That's going to be my idea so list you, for tomorrow. So you are looking back at those ideas. Well, no, I might think of, I might oh, remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might remember like, oh, that one idea intrigued me. I'm going to write down 10 ideas about how to execute that idea. Because that's the other thing. People say ideas are nothing, execution's everything. But you can't, I see people execute on business. I'm involved in like, I've seen hundreds of businesses, thousands of businesses. Execution is everything, but execution you have to have good execution ideas to execute. So I'll give you an example. This is just an example. A friend of mine um, has a great idea for a business, and uh, it's a type of uh, software that makes videos in special circumstances. I won't describe her idea specifically. And she wants to raise like $100,000 because the software developer would be $50,000, uh, and then the software creates these videos on the fly. And I said to her, that is a horrible execution idea. You're a videographer. The, the service is a good idea. Why don't you offer your service 
do the process manually for the first yeah. 10 clients, make some profits, and then you'll learn also exactly what people will need, what things are hard, how you, you'll you'll be smarter about how you want to automate it. And so, again, my execution idea starts her in a business immediately, gets her profits immediately, helps her learn and get educated about how she wanna, wants to automate things, and uh, it's better than just spending $50,000 oh. for a software product that, she might, that people might not want. No, a thousand percent. And as somebody who recently started writing ten ideas in, in a day and sending them to you, I've no greater result than the recent convert, but it definitely helps a lot, and it's something that's made me a lot better. And yeah, I, I and, and by the way, we haven't even done it in like one week, and it's like yeah, and it's you've had good it, ideas. We haven't done any of them, but that's okay because well, the ideas that keep coming to the mind, you know, it's the I, like like I always say, I never look back at the yeah. ideas. Right, we just said that, but. If an idea comes to mind again next week and then the week after, or if, or if you keep thinking about it over and over, that might be a good idea. And then the next day you write down 10 ideas how to execute that idea. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's definitely something that's really amazing. And it is a muscle and you do get better at it. I've watched you meet with somebody and like rapid fire come up with 20 different ideas for that person. And I was kind of like, wow, how do you do it? And then I imagine it's like if I worked with somebody out like eventually you start seeing like oh, hey you will see it your brain yeah. literally gets rewired i mean there's yeah. there's scientific evidence yeah. of this that you can rewire you know neuroplasticity yeah. which people thought yeah. ended at in your teen years continues all the way through your adulthood yeah. and, and older age and everything so you'll see within three to six months your brain literally is rewired to become an idea machine it's, it's no joke it's like powerful this is a powerful technique it connects you to, to to higher levels of your brain. But like let's say you had an idea, uh 10, 10 additional ways to monetize the podcast. And you write it and you 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 forget about it the next day. But maybe some idea uh you know keeps sticking around. You know, that's a good idea. That's good. You keep thinking about it. Then the next day it, it might be uh, like like let's say let's say what well, the idea was okay, one way to monetize the podcast, well the podcast will will have merchandise. And we'll sell that. And then the next day, you might think, okay, 10 pieces of merchandise. Yeah. Here's your idea. That's 10 pieces of merchandise we can make. And then the 10 cheapest ways we can make that merchandise. And 10 outlets where we can sell this merchandise. You know, it might be we make a store. It might be we use Amazon sellers. It might be we go to Etsy. It might be we go put it on eBay. It might be we give it out to for free to people on my list if they buy like a higher right. level membership. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, you, you start thinking of all these you know, sub lists for the good ideas. It'll just naturally occur as opposed to looking back at the idea list. And I think just the idea that you're making yourself do it. And it, I think we've heard this a lot with guests. It's just showing up and doing and habits and practices. You know, that's partly what like Julia Cameron's going to talk about today before we even get into the, your list that we want to talk about. But right. I mean, I, I've noticed that much, like there are times where you just don't want to do it and just doing it Knowing that you have to do it may make you exert more effort to just say, I just want to get it done. You so, know? so today my yeah. list was, and by the way, it doesn't have to be business ideas or it doesn't have to be like people always say to me, oh, if you don't read the news, you're, you're uninformed, which I think is ridiculous. So my idea list for today was uh, 10 reasons, 10 important, valuable reasons why my life is better because I don't read the news. But yesterday I wrote just for the fun of it, 10 ideas for reality shows and some of them are ridiculous but i wanted to i want to yeah, do which list, which, which list do you want to do i think we should do the reality show idea and i i think it i do think it's very very helpful i mean i'm a subscriber and there's no such thing as a bad idea just dumb people no <laughs> no but i i definitely think that, and i and i and what i will say about reality shows and i'm sure some of these are out there uh, i've heard some of your reality show ideas but i think as somebody, first of all, who's been meeting with every single big network about one of your ideas, you know, there's going to be some picks in this litter. But I, what I would say is, though, is I do remember when one of the first reality shows came out um, that, you know, the guy who did, I would think, Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, the, Mike Darnell, who was a, head of reality at Fox, he, you know, he had all these ideas and they some seemed really crazy and out there. And then when he lost a job or he was going to lose his job, he had 10 other people who wanted him. And they were really bizarre kind of, you know, ideas for stuff. Like, and whether it was, you know. Well, 
tossing little people or, yeah. you know, yeah, when animals attack or, and so maybe that is where the fruit is. You go on a limb. And so I'm excited to hear your ideas. I'm sure they're pretty good. So, so there's a couple of things just let's set the context. So I, I got back from LA recently and I had uh, an idea for a reality show, which by the way, I'm not afraid to share any idea because ideas are abundant. Never feel scarce about your ideas. Uh, I never feel like, oh, I can't tell anybody. So I, but, I, but I just, I just want to interrupt the interrupter in chief, but have there been an instance where like you had an idea and then you were like, shoot, that was my idea. Yeah, and, yeah. and this person did it and I told them and they're making millions of dollars. I and never, I'm sitting I, in an Airbnb, you I, know. I, I never care. Like, for instance, ba first off, let's look at the history of reality TV. I mean, there's, there's, what was that show? I think it was like even in the 70s where they looked at this family. That was for a um, year. Seven Up, but it was, it started in the 50s. It was Seven Up, yeah, but then there was another oh, one. Oh, yeah, which American there was, I remember family. there was a James, James Gandolfini was in the, the HBO documentary about it. There was like a family. Yeah, yeah. And then one son yeah. came out to his family during the yes, show. And, yes, yes. Um, but then, but then I, I would say modern reality TV started with. Let, let's say two shows, The Real World on MTV, yeah. which I thought the first couple of seasons were excellent. I'm I'm a big aficionado of yeah, oh, reality. It's amazing. Yeah. And then Taxi Cab Confessions on HBO. Yeah. And I actually, I did the website for Taxi Cab Confessions. I joined HBO because I loved that show so much. The first episode of Taxi Cab Confessions was just a work of art. And the, the two brothers who made it are, are amazing. Oh, and then there was also Real Sex on HBO, which yeah. had all these. But um, I... I I think real reality TV sort of falls under a couple of categories. One is sort of the game show category, like yeah. Survivor. Let's put everybody in an island, and you know they have to vote each other off the island. Or let's put um, the Bachelor, like you know the the audience or the Bachelor, you know eliminates uh, sure. one of the contestants each each month or week or whatever. And and, um, and then there's kind of the more social experiment uh, reality TV, like. Like which which could be a documentary like Hoop Dreams. Let's follow these people around. Yeah. It's not that was more documentary, but it was sure. it was still reality show format kind of where we're gonna follow these people around in a real yeah. supposedly real situation. Or Married at First Sight is more of a social experiment than a game show. So I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. one. It's a uh, wife swap is like that. But but Married at First Sight is a show you that appeals to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I which I, you practically did. But, but exactly. But like you know, you take The Bachelor, which is like old school now. I think you know the yeah. idea of like making a, a a game show reality thing. Married at First Sight is more of a, a a social experiment. Two people walk down the aisle and say I do, and they're legally married. But the first time they see each other ever, the first yeah. they're meeting at the I do. Yeah. And then they're married for a month. And then they decide if they're gonna be legally, they're gonna stay legally married or they're gonna legally divorce. But they're legally married for that wow. month. And, and it's and, intense. And I think I just I I'm not the biggest reality show viewer in the world. I think it really they really exploded on the scene. I know you're getting a PhD in reality shows, pitching one to all these major networks, but I think that I remember a few things that came to mind with me about that were people talk about when you do a reality show, like there's four C's that you need, like you, you know, comedy, conflict, consequences, and characters. So I'm sure when they're casting for that, they want, you know, they want to make it kind of entertaining. They want to yeah. have conflict. They want to have consequences. It's not like, oh, it's not consequences like friends for everybody. at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. Consequences for everybody. Um, for the boat, for the people yeah. uh, doing the show or hosting the show yeah. and for the people, uh, like for instance, with The Bachelor, there's consequences for him. He might get married to one of the bachelor yeah. bachelorettes and there's consequences for the bachelorettes. They might get their own show or they might yeah. feel ashamed to be eliminated early or or they might feel pressured by The Bachelor into yeah. whatever. I'm just making that up. But, uh, uh, you know, back in 1996, 97, I pitched HBO a reality show, uh, two reality shows, and I feel both were eventually done by other people. Not, I'm not saying they stole the idea. I'm just saying things, you know, kind of happen naturally. Something gets in the air and then it happens. My first one was called uh, 3 a.m., which I've written about, which is a reality show about, you know, what are all the sordid things happening at three in the morning on a Tuesday night in New York City, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday night is important because not like Saturday night where nobody has to go to work the next day, so everyone's out partying. If you're out at three in the morning on Tuesday night, it's usually for a reason that's not good. And so uh, we shot a pilot and bad things happened and you see what's happening in New York at, at three in the morning. So that was one idea I pitched. Another one I pitched and also shot um, to, in order to pitch, I called it Blind Date, where 
a friend of mine who was uh, very beautiful and very funny, she would put an ad in the newspaper at the time. There was no Craigslist. She would put an ad in the newspaper. Hey, um, we're looking to go on a date. And she'd get tons of responses and she would pick the restaurant. We would wire up the restaurant completely and right. the date wouldn't know we were recording the date. Yeah. And crazy things would happen. And now we pitched that and, you know, I actually, we discussed this on yeah. the Sheila and Evans podcast, so I won't get into it, but uh, both ideas were later done. There was, there wow. was uh, yeah. you know, David tells Insomnia on Comedy Central. And by the way, I originally pitched Comedy Central on the 3 a.m. Oh, wow. idea. Uh, and then Blind Date, I never, uh, there was a show called Blind Date somewhere, and I think it was similar. I never actually watched it. Um, but, but, so I've been doing the reality thing and, for a and while. But I, but I also like what you, what this also reinforces what we were talking about earlier, because like, there was an instance where some people get stuck and they get stuck, meaning like, that's my one idea. And you, by coming up with 10 a day, 50 a week, you know, uh, you know, that's uh, 300, what is that, 50 times 30? You know, how many ideas you come up with a month then? Well, yeah, so if, like so you come 300 like, a month. So yeah, 3,650 uh, a year. Because I come yeah. up with 10 ideas. And again, almost all of them, sure. if, if not all of them, are bad. But I was even thinking. But you're like, okay. That's fine. I have other ideas for shows. You know, you you know, Blind Date or Insomnia, they come out or 3 a.m. gets done. That's fine. I have more. Yeah, and yeah. That's well, a healthier well, way to live, right? Like well, to not feel in, and, and I've like been a pitching, victim. I've yeah. been pitching ide ideas for TV shows literally for 23 years. Yeah. With And actually one time, one network offered me a TV show, but for various reasons, I, I turned it down. This was in 2007. But, uh, uh, and I've had other opportunities and I just kind of skipped them. why did you turn it down? Well, Okay, it was uh, well, I, it, it was it was one of the business channels yeah, out sure. there, and I was spending more time on another business channel, gotcha. and I felt loyal to them, and I was selling a business to a right. company affiliated with them. But like the timing was off, right? And so later on, when I wanted to do it, they had already moved on to other things okay. as well. And so anyway, but and I've had other, uh, you know, it's not like I'm pitching ideas, TV show ideas every day, but. This one idea I had, again, it just came out of a, a 10 ideas list. And I'm like, oh, this one idea is pretty good. You know, this this one guy who who I admire greatly said to me, um, come up with an idea that A, you could describe in like one sentence and everyone gets it. And and B, it should be easy to repackage and format for other countries to buy. Because oh, that's yeah. how you make a lot of money now right. because there's not as much syndication. So, if you, But if you sell the same idea, like if you sell The Bachelor to India, right. then you make or money. Or if you sell it to Brazil. Or, yeah, yeah, anything. Lot, yeah. So, so, and he described to me uh, the classic, classic example. He, he said, I don't know if this is true and I don't remember exactly what he said, but let's just say this is roughly true. He said, this is the most widely seen show on television now, this one reality show. Can, can you guess what, what it might be? Um... And it's a reality show. It's not Survivor, Bachelor, The Voice. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, it's not, it's not yeah. Survivor. But House Hunters. So oh, wow. Basically, yeah, I would have been here all day. So. But basically, it's, I think it's on HGTV, right? Okay. And uh, it's uh, somebody has shown, a couple has shown a cheap house, an expensive house, and a house in the middle. And they've got to pick which house yeah. they're going to buy. Wow. Easy format. Packaged in 25 countries. Wow. And since it first aired, there's been... Uh, almost 1,200 episodes shown. Wow. So uh, whoever produced this show uh, made right. maybe $100 million or more. And everybody made a ton of money and um, on such a simple format. So I kept, And I kept thinking, I kept pitching like really complicated formats. So finally I pitched a very simple format, which I've written about. And, and I was just in LA. Uh, I pitched it to nine or 10 different networks. So in three days, I visited... 10 networks and it was really hard because I like there was sort of my people working with me on my side of the table and then the executives of the network on the other side of the table but I was had to be totally on for these high stakes meetings yeah. like they're deciding on you know whether they go forward with you know a show that could cost them millions at first before it's a success and so it's really high pressure but the show is called uh I will make you millionaire and I kind of take six or five contestants and and uh, you know, give them highly personalized strategies, and we use kind of coaches, maybe ones that we've had on the podcast before. And I make them millionaires within six months, starting from scratch. These are random people, so it's not like Shark Tank where they're already entrepreneurs, or The Profit where they're already entrepreneurs. These are people totally just straight off the street, and 
every strategy is really personalized and they have to follow them exactly or they'll fail. And then they, you know, in the best case become millionaires. So anyway, I learned a lot in the process of, of, of pitching those shows. And I decided to write a list of 10 ideas, specifically bad ideas. I kind of wanted them to be bad. So I wouldn't be able tempted to pitch them. Um, but you want to hear some of that? Yeah, I would love to, of course. Okay. The uh, first idea, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this one before. Um, it's a quiz show idea, billionaires versus millionaires. Yes, you did, and I, I was like, I think of Family be, Feud. I like it, but on one side is billionaires, and on one side is millionaires. I like it, and I think I actually do like it. And but what what appealed to you about that? Well, I think there's a social exper- Like everything has to have a deeper layer, right? right? So so on the one hand, there's a voyeuristic layer, like oh, here's all these billionaires, here's all these millionaires, and then you find a little bit how they yeah. become a billionaire, how they become a millionaire. Um, but I think there's a, a social experiment aspect here, even though it's a game show where, you know, billionaires, or are they hyper-focused on one area and that's where their knowledge is? Or are they actually really much smarter than millionaires or is it random? Sure. <laughs> and you can even do billionaires versus janitors or yeah, anything. Yeah, but I think billionaires versus millionaires is interesting because it's two categories of what society feels is successful. But the billionaires is literally, mathematically, a thousand times more successful yeah. if that's your metric, money. And are are they a thousand times kind of better at you yeah, know the, this quiz show and i and i think the you know i think the outcome i don't know what it would be but i think it'll it'll be interesting to see are the, again are the billionaires just more hyper focused on one area and so they don't know anything else at all or and the millionaires are somehow yeah. more well rounded or or vice versa or we don't know but as with the execution of any idea i think mm-hmm. one of the issues would be like okay what's the friction you're going to face and I don't think it's as friction, like like as friction as far as like which billionaire is going to come on there. What do they need to come on there for? Like so people could just hate them, and you know, or they could embarrass themselves. But I will say, but yeah, there, there is that friction. Like yeah. oh, uh, you know, name a billionaire. Like Warren Buffett doesn't know anything about anything, and and right. some random millionaire he keeps winning every. But did, show. I also don't think it matters to him if he, you know, yeah. what I mean, like like they're not right. their self esteem isn't tied on to like. They know the capital of South Dakota. Maybe. Pure, by the way. <laughs> but I think the, the audience might be rooting. Yeah. Also, who is the audience rooting for? The millionaires or the billionaires? Oh, that's true, too. And obviously, I would imagine you'd have to do a charitable component. And I think that I'm going to say a few things, obviously, because I'm motor mouth. But one thing I would say is, like, as we've done different things, and William, the late, great William Goldman famously said, nobody knows anything. And because initially I would say, well, I don't know a lot about reality TV shows because. You know, um, and I would always encourage us and whenever we do anything, you know, that idea of successful people seek count, seek counsel, not opinions, right? So it's like, but then you're like, who really does? No. I mean, I imagine Mark Burnett knows a lot about it. Or maybe, maybe because A, look at all the amazing shows backed by amazing yeah. producers that are canceled. And my cla- the classic yeah. example I have is Vinyl on HBO. So produced by... Morgan's Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger, right. starring Bobby Cannavale, who's been on every single successful HBO show yeah. from The Sopranos to Ballwork Empire to whatever, yeah. and and Ray Romano, yeah. and and James Jagger, Mick Jagger's son, yeah. uh, and and those great writers all throughout. I liked the show, uh, right. but it was canceled. And HBO actually doesn't care as much about ratings, and yet even Martin Scorsese couldn't. Right, keep this going. Sure. So, 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 who was wrong? Was Martin Scorsese wrong? Was HBO wrong? Am I wrong? Which is probably the most likely. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's just you're right. Nobody knows everything. Like anything. Like I pitched this show to um, nine or ten networks. I say or ten because some of them were combined. Um, but uh, some sh- networks liked it. Some didn't. So <laughs> some people are wrong. Some people are right. And I, I always remember like uh, the. Media journalist Bill Carter wrote a book called Desperate Networks, and they wrote it, you know. Oh, 19- I, I like I like Bill Carter. Did you yeah. say late? I did, did the say- Late Show, yeah, which uh, was really good. Oh, about- I thought you said he was the late Bill. No, Carter. no, no, a- no, no, no. Bill, no, I said the late William Goldman, new Marathon Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I won't. Princess no, Bride, Adventures Socrates, Plato, Morons. By the yeah. way, <laughs> Boys and Girls Together, a novel, oh, which wow. uh, which was great, but he never made it into a movie. Oh wow, yeah, I mean a lot of amazing stuff. Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, um, kudos to you, William. But Bill, but Bill Carter also wrote this great book, The Late Shift, which, yes. I, which I did the website for. Oh, which I, amazing. I, 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 that's why I was successful. And a <laughs> uh, movie with Treat Williams playing the um, 
uh, Mike Govitz, who is a guest of the James Ultra Show, Show podcast. But I think he, he wrote a very good book on TV, Astute Observer, and he said like, and when CSI and Survivor came out, those became humongous hits. But even Les Moonves, who had the Midas touch with shows like Friends and ER, and knew what he was doing. He thought The Fugitive, you know, the remake of the movie, the you know, with Tommy Lee Jones with Tim, uh, uh, that movie, you know, uh, was he thought that was going to be the big, uh, the big hit, you know, TV show The Fugitive. And it wasn't. It was CSI and and and, and Survivor. And, you know, people don't realize if yeah, you look Tim at Daly, the, excuse me. If yeah. you look at the Nielsen ratings each week, it's amazing because no first off, no sitcom anymore is in the top ten. Like that era yeah. of the sitcom is over. Because there's so much reality shows and because of YouTube and yeah. we see so much reality, nobody needs a kind of simulation of reality like Seinfeld or Roseanne yeah, or anything like that. Insane. Like I think sitcoms are are done. Like what sitcom? Well, is Roseanne a did great. No, <laughs> right. No, so that, that Roseanne came back and horrible. yes. So Roseanne came it back was and did great. Fading but that, a little bit, but, yeah. but it was fading a little. But it was already a proven hit from the eighties. True. So so what what sitcom have you watched that's a real breakout show in the past five, six, seven years? Um, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like the big ones, Modern Family, Office, but they were started a lot earlier. Yeah, Blair's are before 2000. Yeah. I mean, before, sorry, before right. 2010. Yeah. So since the... 2010, I've seen good sitcoms, but what's been a breakout sitcom? Right. Like, I like the sitcom Love on Netflix. I like the sitcom Black Monday that was on Showtime. Yeah. There's a couple here and there that right. I laugh out loud, but they're not breakout hits. They're one season and over. Yeah. Um, and. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Entourage like, was from more than ten years. It was from two thousand six, so right. I like that one. You know, I was we were yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think like and you see new ones come out. Um, Two broke girls was probably ten fifteen years ago. Like they repurposed, uh, you know, uh, the Big Bang Theory with Young Sheldon. But, but now, those are, again, you're right. But yeah. that's before twenty ten. In fact, that's right. the longest running sure, multi camera sure. show out there. But um, but that's why I think reality shows, A, they're yeah. cheaper to produce, and B, they're eclipsing the sitcom world. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so Billionaires versus Millionaires quiz show. I think it has some merit. It has some merit, but I, I'm, again, it's a bad idea probably. Probably could go nowhere. And anyway, <laughs> it's hard to, it's not like Family Feud where you can just take, you have families all the time uh, applying to be on. Like, what, how many billionaires really want to be embarrassed on, on a, okay, a show? Okay, I'm going to get to that real quick because like, I remember New York Times had a front page story like when the reality shows were in their boon and they were saying like, one aspect always of reality shows invariably is humiliation. And they were talking about the reality show Cat House on HBO. And they were they cited an instance where, you know, people had to sign a release saying they were going to go to this brothel in Nevada and pay for sex. And they were like, well, what's more embarrassing than admitting that you have to pay for sex? And they were like, 49 out of 50 of them like signed it or something like that. Yeah, it would amaze me when I was doing my 3 a.m. stuff. So, yeah. I probably interviewed, well, I probably interviewed twenty people a week for three years. So, so what's that? Thousand people a year. So three thousand people I interviewed. Yeah. Probably ninety nine percent signed release forms. And let me tell you, at three in the morning on a Tuesday night, <laughs> nobody should be signing a release form. People were cheating on their wives. People were drug dealers. People were prostitutes or their customers. Uh, people were taking the bus to Rikers Island. Uh, I got everything. Homeless. People, homeless kids, and everybody. And why do you think it is? Because people want their fifteen minutes, or yeah, yeah, I, I honestly don't know, and I would never, I would never sign one. But, but here's my next idea. Now, this idea I planned on purpose for it to be bad. Okay. Uh, but it goes along with what you were just saying about humiliation. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to go extreme. Um, on the bad and the humiliation, <laughs> but. I think people would watch this yes. in, in a fantasy parallel universe where this could right. be a show. So it's uh, billionaires defecating. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah. like, imagine just turning on the channel and like your favorite billionaire is you're just simply watching them taking a shit. <laughs> I think that I do think yeah. I think people would so it, so people would watch it. There would be an audience for that. People, people watch. It can't ever get produced. <laughs> right. People watch the Yule log. You know, like people watch things that you would have no idea, and it's just kind of like. Okay. It's like know. a fear factor. Yeah. But like more humiliating and for billionaires. <laughs> and it and it has the the cachet, if you will, um, of um 
it has a cachet of being so out there that people just would watch it out of curiosity. So, but so it's probably a crappy idea. So, so here's the thing: in order for a reality show to be a good idea, um, maybe it needs four four things. So, outside right. of your four C's, yeah. you need in order for it to. I'm thinking of it from a business perspective now, like pitching and everything. Yeah. The the network has to like the idea. Yeah. Um, you or have to be. You could choose yourself. But. Or you could choose yourself. So okay. Uh, the par- the participants the, the participants have to like the idea. Yeah. So you can't you're not gonna get be able to fill a single billionaire right, right. taking a shit. It, there has to be an audience for it. I do yeah. think there's an audience for it. Uh, somebody will want to watch 24 yeah. hours a day. 100%. Everybody from Kylie Jenner to Warren Buffett. Uh, yes. right. And and then um, maybe the fourth thing is that. There's something accomplished, maybe by the end, like like with Shark Tank, someone yeah, yeah. gets their business funded. With The Bachelor, someone maybe yeah. gets married. But with this one, there actually is no fourth point. So, I mean, they get healthier. <laughs> no, but couldn't you institute something like that, right? Like to incentivize those people to yeah analyze the the I outcome. Yes, I mean I remember purposes. like the Sklar Brothers, one of the people wrote a book on poop and all that about like yeah. you know like every I mean it's something that everybody does and they demystify does billionaire it. shit have different qualities than that might be interesting actually oh wow like if you compare billionaire shit to like the average person's shit is there a difference like do they are they eat? and then you could tell if they're oh, eating better are they less constipated so more ideas happen i don't know we're we're, yeah, we're stretching here but Man, that's gross. a bad idea it's gross yes gross just for the record Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests? And having my own Airbnb or or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of Entertainment at NBC or whatever? 
So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything than go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I'm definitely going to use HIMS from now Not on. Not that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might, you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the HIMSS app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash James. Could you imagine that? There's a whole section just with my name on it. HIMSS.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Okay, now this next one I have to explain. Yeah. It's I think this is a good idea. It's called slaves versus masters. And so okay. so so here's the idea. So a friend of mine was going through um her family has been in the country for you know since the 1600s. She was going through old documents that she found and she found a will from 1820 where her great 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 whatever grandfather right. um was you know leaving he actually wasn't leaving his wife. You could only, at that time, I guess, law was you could only lend your wife things right. even after you died. It's still considered a loan. Maybe the right. woman couldn't have possessions, and then and then he had to direct what happens when the right. the woman dies. But he he says, I you know, being of sound mind and body, I hereby lend my wife uh, until she dies. Uh, in which case, it goes to her the children. But I hereby lend my wife all our land, cattle, and negroes. That's what that's what he said. How it's worded in the in right. the will, and so I was thinking, who are the descendants of that guy right. making the will, including my friend, and who are the descendants right. of the Negroes, quote unquote, and right. now you know the slaves, and now get this big Southern plantation and reverse the role. So get right. all those descendants, have them be the masters, right. and get the descendants of the guy who made the will, have them be the slaves, right. and play that out in some kind of games or contests or whatever for a right. month. And it could either be game show or social experiment. I don't know. I haven't fleshed right. it out further. But there seems to be something interesting there. I, like, I like, Look, it has high stakes. It has, it's, um, it's definitely a social experiment, like you said. I mean, I think... Um, I mean, I remember... And particularly in this environment where every presidential candidate is talking about reparations, yeah. this is something. There's some kind of revenge thrill here too. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, I, I it's like when you talk about ideas that you think seem too crazy, you know, and right, I, you so, know, so it's again, like the crazy is, today, like like maybe that's where you're going on a fruit uh, on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Like yeah. you have to, like. By the way, I'm not saying this is a good idea. The whole point is to exercise the idea right. muscle. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 it's not even fleshed out because you're going to have a lot of people, so you have to weed out yeah, yeah, some 100%. of the masters and some of the yeah. slaves, and, and you also have to 
think of things for them to do. They're not picking cotton. It, uh, yeah. uh, you know, you have to maybe come up with other contests or something that makes it further high stakes. Maybe it is a kind of fear factor sort of yeah. approach, like the masters come up with a fear factor type things that the slaves have to do. Now, I mean, the horse is out of the barn right now, but like, are you worried? Like, because I've seen, you know, teachers who like said, oh, if you were, you were black, you would have been a slave, you know, and they got into a lot of trouble. Yeah. So this is not the pinnacle of political correctness this show but do you right. think that's a virtual well, actually it might be politically correct because you're saying this is this is a reparation style yeah. show like i'm saying you make these yeah. people have revenge this is the masters now they're yeah not, you know their like ancestors glorious bastards they, or, yeah they're being masters over the descendants of the exact people who had enslaved their ancestors so and it has virtues to like obviously it's kind of like we've talked about like a lesson taught with humor is a lesson learned so like you're you're actually people might not want to watch a documentary on or amistad about slavery or all of that stuff there and you know i you know but they might right there's want a voyeuristic aspect like what do these people think of being descent like there's also yeah it's not like you're a random white person that then becomes a slave yeah. to a black person you're again a descendant of yeah. someone who maybe forcibly beat yeah. or raped one of my ancestors so and, and just speaking of which you know dr henry lewis gates did the story show on pbs and ben affleck this came out like he it was shown that his ancestors were were slave owners and he asked them to edit it out you yeah know? well it's like, funny and, the the the, yeah. the friend of mine who who told was telling me this story um i said oh can i write about this and her thing was just don't mention my name because people are yeah. and i'm saying why it's like 200 years ago obviously right. it has nothing to do with you it's not like sure. like i'm jewish it's not like i can say i was in auschwitz i'm like a you know yeah, yeah. so so you know or, or or i'm i'm a white american but i wasn't here in 1820 yeah. but you know i still am categorized with white americans but uh but but anyway what the interesting thing to me about this as an idea on the list right. is that it's probably a bad idea for a lot of reasons. A, it has to be fleshed right. out a lot further. B, you know, there's issues with casting something like this. C, as you point out, there's some political correctness issues. Um, Just some. <laughs> and and there's a there's, but I, I think actually it is totally politically correct. But okay. but but the question could be raised. Um, but it's the type of idea that I think is acceptable for an idealist where it's a bad idea, but it's not an easy idea. Like an easy idea for a reality show is, oh, um, I'm gonna follow, uh, you know, 10 right. people who are training to go into space as an astronaut. Yeah. That's like an easy idea that's sort of meaningless. Like, and I could put it on this list of reality shows, but it's not interesting enough to make you interesting. Yes, and I was gonna say, like, it, a lot of this makes me think of, um, talking about idea muscle, there was that movie Night Shift with Michael Keaton and, I, and Henry Winkler, you know. Um, Oh, and, yeah, it, I and it was interesting because like Michael Keaton saw himself as an idea man. And he would always say like, I have an idea. He would have like a, a million ideas a day. Some were better than others. And one, some of them were like yours. But one was like, here's an idea. He used to carry on like a micro cassette recorder. Here's an idea. Why don't you feed tuna fish mayonnaise? And then, and, you know, and he would have a lot of ideas like that. And so um, it exercises Michael Keaton's muscle. He's gone on to do a lot of things. I'm Batman. He did a lot, so good for you, Michael Keaton. Uh, and Michael Keaton, he wasn't. Oh, his best thing was Birdman. Yeah, for sure. That movie blew and my mind. He's endured, so you know that'll be a, for another podcast. Hi, so, Michael Keaton. So, so again, I'm not. I, I'm not. This was a list I made in a half hour. Yeah. The key is exercising the idea muscle. The key is not. I'm not pitching a single one of these ideas to anybody. Yeah. The key is just coming up with ideas that are hard enough to exercise the idea muscle to make the idea muscle sweat and and. And there's an interesting thing. There's a, there's a social commentary in each one of these things. But getting back to your bad ideas, I mean, um, and yeah. Me, and, and by the way, they should all be bad ideas. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's like, it's. But I, it makes me think, obviously, of um, uh, the producers, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. You, if you want to, where they try to come the, up with a bad idea, tell them the plot of that movie. You know? Well, well, they try to come up with a bad idea that they would raise a lot of money for, ostensibly, like if. I'm thinking now <laughs> in in Madoff style. You raise a lot of money for uh, produce it cheaply. Say it's a failure. Keep all the money. <laughs> and what was their idea? Um, Springtime for Hitler. Yeah, and it had like don't be stupid. The musical had you know great uh, 
lyrics like um, "Don't be stupid, be a smarty, come and join the Nazi party." Yeah, and That's, then they, and then <laughs> I like how they extend Wilder, m- m- yeah. that. How Mel Brooks extends yeah. the idea by putting it on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and then yeah. with Larry David, it also becomes a huge hit, <laughs> ruining his dream of finally retiring the idea. So, so sometimes you don't know what ideas are good and bad. Um, but again, I'm trying to just come up with ideas that are interesting enough that we could talk about it like this, yeah. as opposed to like, oh, let's follow ten people trying to get into outer space, like right. big deal, or or ten. But but at the same time, that may be the virtue of a simple idea, like. You or know, here, here's like, an even like worse. Like Wheel of Fortune is essentially just Hangman on, TV, you know, on TV, and you're like, wow, it's the most successful game show of all time, or Jeopardy, obviously. Yeah, so that's taking the yeah. reality show idea and just having the game show aspect. Um, but simple ideas, what I'm saying, right. like some of your ideas are less simple than others. Right, like the billionaires versus millionaires would be simple to yeah. produce. Yeah. The whole idea of a reality show is that you want something with as much drama as a drama, but it's uh, one one hundredth the cost to produce. So like Lost, yeah. the the C, the C series premiere of Lost costs over a hundred million dollars. Uh, the average reality show probably costs about a million dollars an episode. I, I just have a question too, because remember like in the movie Revenge of the Nerds before they got in Lambda Lambda Lambda, uh-huh. and they were like, we got rejected from every place we sent a group picture to. The, we didn't send one to we didn't send one to this one with this one fraternity. Which one? Lambda, lambda, lambda. And so then they got uh, accepted into lambda, lambda, lambda. So I'm wondering about when you pitched these, you think like a millionaire idea. You didn't share any of these ideas. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I, actually, I did share one with the agent, and he okay. said, let's focus on the good idea, and then we can do whatever ideas you want after right, that. Right, um, And that also, getting back to your point about like Scorsese, like that does happen too, like for some of these people, right? Just because it is... The imprimatur of somebody famous, or you yeah, know, they're doing it. Some, you know, there could be other reasons. They got lazy, or they're just coasting on their laurels. They're not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that's the case with your favorite show of all time, vinyl, but I think it does. That can be a possibility. I, I won't say it's my favorite show of all time, but there's a scene in it that's my favorite scene of all time, which is when, um, for if you go, yeah. if you Google uh, Lester uh, chords or Le- Lester. Um, I forgot the chord, A, B, D, something like that. Anyway, it was just a beautiful scene. Okay. But, uh, okay, next idea. Uh, simple format is like House Hunters meets Airbnb. We've talked about this yeah. one before. Uh, uh, me, or let's say a comedian, goes to every city, let's say New York City, stays in the absolute cheapest Airbnb, brings in some comedians, has a party, or does some Airbnb yeah. experience, and then stays in the most expensive. So in, in New York City... For eighteen dollars a night, you can stay in a tent in the Bronx. Wow. Imagine if I bring some comedians from the club here. Great idea. And we just have a party. I think it's a great idea. I think we need to do it. And, and you, we've been remiss. And I've I've talked to you about this one. This one, um, I usually tell you, don't point the finger, point the thumb. But today, <laughs> I'm pointing the thumb at me. Like we need to follow up with this. And you share that. Um, uh, well, with, Chip idea with Chip Conley, and he and, said, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, yeah Chip yeah, Conley worked at every We. Here's the ball. Here's us dropping and, it. So, and yeah. New York City, the most expensive place. I mean, there are places that are like palaces that you yeah. could not believe. I don't even know why these people are Airbnb. No, no, no. There's there's places like ten thousand dollars a night. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So that's like three hundred thousand dollars a month. So so it'd be interesting. Again, bunch of com- the same comedians stayed. Love it. Love it. Love it. And it has that we house hunters it. format. So okay. Okay. Can I just Mo- tell you one thing though? Because like, what? And you know, because I think like, you know, we just read uh, Lori Gottlieb's book and. I thought it was a terrific book. Um, maybe you should talk to somebody. And she had an interesting observation in there about like envy or, you know, like when you, when we, you think of somebody else doing it, like you said before that you had these ideas and you were like, okay, fine. Que sera, sera. Somebody else did it. But I, and I've heard Gretchen Rubin or other people talk about it. Like you feel bad when you're like, damn, like envy is a motivator. You know what I mean? Well, well, when you're like, why didn't I do this? You know, right? Because this, unlike some of your other ideas of, Billionaire defecating one like this is like we'd have fun doing it or yeah. you know and uh, or but like except if Jay but, came with us but like you don't want Jay but like take the three a.m. idea which maybe Comedy Central like like you know I think Comedy Central's insomnia with David Tell was much better than my idea so like you know ultimately yeah. and I'm not running out of ideas so whatever right uh, but there's some you're like damn I like somebody listening to this should take this Airbnb idea and do it and but but here's the thing. I don't think anyone could do it better than me because I have access to a thousand right. comedians, and right. and so, that's what makes this show okay. a little, little bit more entertaining. And so, like, we have a lot of ideas, and and I think another useful thing for our listeners would be, 
okay, how do you convert? And, and by the way, there? I probably stayed in more Airbnbs than anyone in the world because I lived in Airbnbs for four years. Sure, so, sure, sure. So I know the Airbnb experience. So there's no one more. Like this is a right, case so where let someone do it. Why are doing it? Well, because I'm pitching this other area. Right. So then, okay, yeah, I'll you gotta you gotta pick your. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But but there's no reason why I can't make an idea list with my right. leftover ideas, right, my scraps. Okay, um, then Lori. But is it possible that that idea is better than the other idea? Maybe, no? maybe. Right, because the same thing I was saying about like different TV shows. Okay, like, but the I will make you a millionaire is more in line with something I'm interested in, whereas. I'm not. More, I'm not. I'm not a general. I'm not. I'm not generally interested in being a TV producer. I'm interested in producing that show because I think it'll help people. And that is what makes you feel fulfilled. Is, yeah. is you've made a lot of people millionaires, and yeah, it gives you meaning and purpose in your life. Yeah, part of the pitch when I was in each each meeting was I examples from real life where I've done it for other people. So. Um, but okay, so the next idea was inspired by Lori Gottlieb, actually, oh, um, wow. who we recently had on the podcast. Oh, she's, a good idea. she's a therapist uh, uh, that writes about you know what, what a therapist really thinks, and um, uh, the idea is called True Therapy, and it's just reenactments of kind of uh, therapy, not sessions, but therapy encounters from beginning to end. Like someone goes to the therapist, has the presenting problem, we do a reenactment of that. We have Lori Gottlieb's kind of, or, or someone like her, a yeah. therapist conversation with the actor, and then the re and then the commentary to the, to the video camera. And then the next point, like, and here we are three months later. And it's a, it's a very true reenactment of a real therapy, yeah. you know, several year therapy encounter, you know, and each episode is a new uh, situation. Like someone was uh, abused as a child. Now is having problems in relationships. What does the therapist do? And 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 it's based on a real encounter, but an actor plays a role. See, I, I like this one, and I think it showed a few things. Like, one, it showed your development of the idea of muscle because you heard that and you were able to come, you know, you were able to, because I think you came up with, you know, two or 300 ideas a month, every month, and you were able to just kind of think, oh, wow. And you thought like that, like, you know, those pathways were formed. But I also think that, um, I mean, I think that that's one thing it showed me, and it showed me that yeah I, I well, 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 well think about it too it's just it's a classic thing where it's it's the show it's a true crime show you know which are often just reenactments right. it's true crime meets Lori Gottlieb's dear therapist column that's or all this is in treatment or but you in treatment is like the fictional version right or I didn't um Lisa Kudrow have a show kind of like that like a, I think she had a web series about like people dealing with their therapist or something like that. But oh, I think, maybe yeah, but I yeah. Think, oh, yeah. But she was there was there was drama. There was something. Oh, was, sure. Uh, yeah. And I think, but I also think of what the virtue of this show. I would like is like I remember when Laura Schlesinger's you know show was very popular. The person calling in saying, "Hey, I have this problem with my daughter." Who's right? So that's an advice column, though. right? But it was like she when Dr. Laura was giving her advice to everybody, it extended to everybody else. Right. Like, so, so I'm listening. Okay, I'm not. I'm not, you know, somebody who's cutting myself, but I could learn a lot about how to stuff. So that's the benefit. So so think about the benefits of this show if you're on Netflix. It's easy to produce, right? It costs basically zero to produce sure. other than what you're paying. The, the You're paying minimal to the actors who are the patients and the, the talent who's the host, who's the therapist. You're paying a little bit more and you're paying a producer. Um, but then it's just all takes place in one room, plus there's reenactments, yeah. which can be done um, cheaply. Like, oh, you know, you reenact, like, oh, I had then had dinner with my girlfriend. I said this, so you do some simple <laughs> reenactments. And, uh, uh, but the other benefit is, uh, you're right, to the audience, they can, they can look through, oh, Netflix did three seasons of this. There's like 100 episodes. Ah, uh, these five episodes deal with situations I'm dealing with, so I can yeah. look at an episode and actually use it to yeah. help my, the therapist's advice to this patient to help my life. And like anything else, there's friction to that idea too, right? Like Lori wasn't like, "Oh my God, I thought you know the best idea I ever heard," right? She was more like, "If you want to do it, Jane, go ahead." <laughs> well, you well, know? because because the other thing is, um, not, first off, not every therapy encounter between a doctor and yeah. patient ends well. And right. so there's friction there between right. the therapist right. and the patient, and um, you know, showing how the sausage gets made. Yeah. So so uh, you know, it's, who knows if it's a good yeah. idea or a bad idea? Yeah. It's just something that's we're, we're, we know it's at least worth thinking about because true crime was good, and 
yeah. you know, Lori's Dear yeah. Therapist article successful, then it's just the combination yeah, of those two. So if you take two successful ideas, there's plenty of opportunity to put them together. Um, now, this one, I wanted to take, you remember the show Mythbusters? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I wanted to do uh, financial myth, myth, Mythbusters. Oh, cool. And so pitch it to like a business channel or something. Sure. So uh, like, and just like bust financial myths. Like, uh, like nobody really knows the answers to these questions. Like are higher taxes bad or good for the economy? So you could kind of go through, oh, I like uh, uh, you know, and you know, different countries, different situations, different historical periods, different economists, you know, there's a lot of graphics. There's a lot of, you can visit places with high taxes, places with low taxes, talk to rich people, talk to poor people and, you know, uncover the realities of that myth. Yeah. Or another one is, you know, does universal healthcare work? Again, go to different countries, go to, uh, you know, Michael Moore did this for universal yeah, healthcare. Sure. Uh, another one is, does a universal basic income solve problems? Oh, or, okay. or the truth about Warren Buffett, like how did he really make his money? People say he made his money as an investor. It's not 100% of the truth. Um, does the stock market really go up over time? So since 1700 or 1800, the stock market's gone up. But the reality, and, and people say, oh, the Dow Jones index goes up 7% a year. But if you actually look at the companies that made up, you know, the, people don't realize the companies change every few years in the Dow Jones. If you actually look at the companies from 1890 that were in the original Dow Jones index, all of them except one have disappeared or right. gone bankrupt. So, so it was an interesting. So if there was inclusion thing. of those, then obviously the, it would have gone down. And by the way, I once wrote that article uh, for the Wall Street Journal, and out of all the hundreds of articles that were over the Wall Street Journal, they were like, you know, we don't feel this one is good enough oh, because the Wall Street Journal owns the Dow Jones Index. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay, uh, another one was how many marriages really end in divorce? That's kind of a financial oh, wow. issue because this. Yeah. And you know, everybody says, oh, it's fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. I've actually Googled this. You can't, there's, I don't, you can't really figure out the number. It's really hard to figure out the number of how many, what percentage of marriages end in divorce. I don't know the answer to this question. Most people like feel like it's 50, over 50%. Everybody will say 50% if you just ask them, yeah. but I cannot find any conclusive proof of that. Oh, interesting. So, uh, so it'd be interesting, all these Yeah, I think it's things. great. I think, and I think it, we've illustrated the process. Um, some of your ideas are better than others. And, but I, do you think that there is something to be said and, in investing or in life and anything you've done, you've done, you know, like no risk, no reward. I know it's like, a like put it this way. If I wrote this as a yeah. column, say, and yeah. just wrote an article with each of these titles, it will have readers. Yeah. 100%. Each one. Like, um, so that's how I know this is, again, it might not be a good TV idea, but it's interesting enough to put on this list. Um, this next idea might have been a, you know, here's where I was getting to the sixth yeah. or seventh idea. <laughs> so it's a little harder. Uh, uh, I call this one trolls and it's the hidden life of the internet's trolls. So again, I feel like uh, this is a little bit of a cheap or cop out idea. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I always wondering like all these, like somebody the other day was as usual, slandering me on Twitter right. and every time I would block them, which I should have just ignored, but every time I block them, they would set up another account and start slandering me again. And so finally I just ignored it, which I should have done from the beginning, but like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, I, and it'd be interesting to like follow him around for a day. Yeah. And 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 each episode is like a different troll in a in a wildly different situation. Yeah, I remember there was a reality show. It's called like Haters or something like that, where like they okay. would have people who hate like whoever Joey Fatone or something, and then all of a sudden he'd be up there saying, "Hey, what's up?" You know. And but that's a little bit different than these professional trolls who are living in their mom's basement. I mean, like I, I interviewed yeah. once, and I did an article yeah. for TechCrunch. Um, a guy who was a, on a, he, all he was, was on a Star Trek message board. Um, wow. that was very lively Star Trek message board. And there was one person who he hated and he literally, he was a lawyer. He lost his job. He had to move back in with oh, his wow. parents wow. and he spent all day long just figuring out how to trash this other guy. And in Klingon or English? I, in English, but okay. I interviewed him and it was a fun article on, on oh, wow. TechCrunch, which got I popular. I like that. I think, Yeah. I mean, it's I, just a cop out idea because it was an easy idea. No, no, I got you. Okay, so so so, so, so let's move on. Moving work. on. Um, okay, this one's a little more interesting. It's called Free, and um, the premise is: Can five people live in New York City for a month without spending any money? Oh wow, I like that. I so like so, it. and then it doesn't matter how they do it; they just have to show up at the end of the month, and they can't have spent a single dollar, yeah. and then they win a prize. And so it's like there's a game show component, but it's also a social experiment. Yeah. So okay. I like these things that are both game shows and social experiments. 
let's ask Mark Malkoff to do that. He does a lot of Yeah, he would do something like that. Yeah. But like but like if you hey, think like you, Mark, you, you could do it by being homeless, right? Yeah. And then and and begging for food or going to be back in the restaurants and whatever. Yeah. But um but maybe you make it in a February, so it's a little harder. Uh yeah. uh or, or, And I, I think like I saw not that I have any white hot desire to watch it, but like I, I saw a lot of commercials for like a show produced by LeBron James, which is like you have to run a mile and have somebody chase you. You know, there are a lot of these kind of shows. But but I think you. that one is 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 good because basically you can set any kind of physical endeavor in someone it is a predator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but this one is actually harder in that what okay. are what are really the parameters of this? Because maybe it's easy to just be homeless and live in a homeless shelter for a month and then be done with it. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. And you know, relying on the kindness of strangers and there's a yeah, lot of Yeah, and there. also the, but also there's another thing, you know. There's lots of things that are free that people don't realize. Yeah. So, for instance, I can go probably to, a, a, yeah, or I could probably, there's probably stores out there where they have last year's sneakers they never sold and I can get sneakers for free. Or, oh, wow. or yeah. you know, I don't know. There's, there's you know, because I'm working on something that's called the big book of free. Yeah. And it made me think of this, like, can, can somebody get by for a month not being homeless, not staying on a friend's couch, but still, like, are there hotels where they have to, give a certain number of rooms yeah. away for free every night if they haven't sold sure. them. So so I'm just trying to think they'd have to research. Maybe there's free things in each city. Yeah, 100%. So then you could do it city by city. So anyway, next one, because we're, 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 our next guest is coming in a few minutes. Um, uh, uh, this one is not so much a reality show, but, um, you know, there's every every channel has late night TV shows with a certain format, yeah. a, a monologue, sketches, whatever. So I, I nobody does, though, none of the business channels does uh, a late night show about Wall Street and with the late oh, night okay. format. Jeez. So imagine imagine the late night format. So a late night format is monologue from the host, which is funny, right. uh, sketches, right? And there are sketch yeah. writers and the host does them. Uh, guests, you know, usually celebrity right. guests promoting something like, uh, you know, Will Smith will go on yeah. Jimmy Fallon or, to promote a movie. And then um, some kind of news stuff like, you know, about the economy. Um, so it's basically like the daily show, but yeah. uh, just about Wall Street. I like it. I really so do. That yeah. that's an interesting. I definitely like it. I do. Um, and then, oh, I like this one. Uh, uh, but it may or may not be a good idea. It's called Candidate, and um, and this is based on. I feel like there was a cartoon or or maybe a show from the seventies, or, or but basically, oh, no, it was a sitcom. I think uh, a team of internet marketers pick a random guy oh, wow. and get him elected to political office. Oh wow! And the political office has to be like mayor or above yeah wow um yeah i kind of remember Eddie murphy had a movie where he like he ran for congress and he got in and he was you know but yeah yeah i do like that or chris rock i think it was yeah or warren Beatty. no Somebody. chris rock was a remake of um oh, here comes mr jordan yeah. and uh and heaven can wait yeah where he was reincarnated the, as a white middle-aged person the, the, the reason i yeah. came up with this idea is i remember i was having this is in 2012 i was having dinner with some in Austin, I didn't know anything about internet marketing. I was having dinner with a guy in Austin who had um, done all these amazing things with internet marketing, and he was considered like the best internet marketer in the world. And I didn't know what that meant. And he said, he just pointed like, just randomly, we were, we were sitting in this restaurant, and he pointed to the bar of the restaurant, and he said, I could take that guy and make, oh, wow. and, and make him a congressman. And so then a few years later, when I was right. kind of just, you know, I did a mini run for, for Congress, I called him, and I said, what would you do? Wow. And so he thought about it for a few days and he came back and he pitched me all these like weird internet marketing style ideas wow. to get uh, uh, noticed. So for instance, one thing he said is um, every primary for a local election is won uh, by who the senior citizens vote for. Because the oh, senior wow. citizens are the easiest to get out the vote. You just send the van around to all the old age homes, pick yeah. them up, take them home. And so you have to kind of he, you know, he had all these things of like wow. which specific things, which shortcuts you could take to focus yeah. on that would cost you the least. And he was also using all these things like reciprocity. Like, can you give every single senior citizen in your district a dollar bill? Because then it'll automatically trigger for some of them yeah, reciprocity. Yeah. And he had all these like strange Amazing. ideas. Yeah. But but I was thinking, oh, what if you made a show out of that for every election? And, wow. and, and, you know, every episode is a different internet marketing idea or internet marketing expert giving advice to this candidate. I like it. I mean, I do. I think it instructs you on the political system. You learn. Yeah. 
about things. I mean, there's the feature. It's an entertaining, interesting social experiment. And then the benefits of it. Yeah. And then also you learn about internet marketing, which is, yeah. by the way, there's thousands of courses yeah. how to be a better internet marketer. And every business now is using internet yeah. marketing. You learn about internet marketing. You learn about the political system. Um, you learn specifically how they combine. Like how did how did yeah. Donald Trump and Barack Obama make massive uses of the social media to, to drive out votes? Um, you know, like Donald Trump, uh, not only was he marketing to get votes, but he was also marketing to suppress votes for Hillary. So you, you know, yeah. we learned that from Phil Stutz who came on yeah. the podcast. And uh, uh, and then you, and then the guy might get elected or the woman might get elected. Yeah. You know, and then that's crazy. And then, and then the show's a success. Well, it's also, there was that movie with Robert Redford called The Candidate. Yeah. And famously at the end, he was like, he worked all this time to get elected. Then he was like, what do I do now? Or, you know? or, or he, I think what you saw in the very last scene of that movie, which was a brilliant movie, was that he was always saying he was going to be different from his dad who was previously yeah. like a senator. And then as soon as he got elected, suddenly you could see, oh, he's business as usual. You know, he couldn't yeah, really yeah, get exactly. away from the 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 corruption, that the internal right. spiritual corruption that happens. Yeah. And, you know, you could see if that happens to the candidates. Yeah, it's great. These are good ideas. They so, are. I mean, they're good ideas because you've had a lot of great ideas and you've had the practice and obviously – you know, they all can't be gems, and these certainly all aren't. But it also, you know, I mean, again, it's like yeah, the I don't practice. think I don't think any of them are as good as the one I actually did go to yeah, LA to pitch. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Which was like a real professional idea. These are all just yeah, yeah, and yeah. transformational. And I think it's uh, I like it. Yeah. But but so this was an example of an idealist. Some bad ideas, some maybe good ideas, but that need to be fleshed out. But but nothing, no idea was. Except for maybe the trolls one, I feel no idea was a, an easy cop out. Like I think the challenges, particularly on the later ideas in any idealist, is that oh, like here's a bad reality show idea. Let's follow ten podcasters around for a year. Yeah, like that's an easy reality show idea. Right. That's definitely a bad idea, but it's okay. But we know, but but James right. says bad ideas are okay. But you bad ideas are okay. But you can't you can't. Cheap ideas are not okay. Yeah, like you can't just take the easy way out to fill up the ten the, sure. uh, the ten ideas. Well, it's like having an essay. It has to be two hundred words. I'm putting fifty seven. Very, you know, very, 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 very. You know. Right. Or or what I you used to do is like college essay is like a triple space instead of double space. <laughs> the essay so it's fifty percent bigger. Um, uh, yeah. Although now I still do that. I'll I'll single space and tiny font. And and write a page and then expand it out to see how much I wrote, which is always fun. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's thank you very typical, much. I, these are great. Ten I reality show ideas. Uh, the list for yesterday. That was my list yesterday. And if anybody wants to steal any of these ideas, knock yourselves out. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna steal some. <laughs> With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.